Hey guys, thanks for all the questions that came in on, on Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, and the text line. Got a, a really bunch of great questions. In fact, is maybe too many to uh, deal with just in one session. So we're going to break it up into three separate sessions. So uh, hopefully, uh, for now, just enjoy session one of the question and answers. Well, welcome to a special edition of the Jerry Reynolds Show. Uh, we are, of course, here at the uh, beautiful McCreary Studio, home of McCreary's Furniture, the uh, best in the Sacramento area, for sure. You already know that. And uh, the reason we're kind of doing this, or I'm doing this, is because we had so many uh, questions that uh, came in through uh, Reddit or uh, through email, text, so many different ways or even personal ones that I've gotten that I, we could not answer. And, and the reason we couldn't answer them here is just this. I can't type that fast and I don't want to. So we'll get right to it. I'll try to answer as many as I can. Uh, this one, greetings, Jerry. Big fan, that's nice. Uh, what would it mean to you and your family when the Kings bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy? That's an NBA championship uh, to Sacramento. I've enjoyed watching you over the years. And, can imagine anyone more happy than you if we if the team won it all. Well, here's what it mean. It means several things. Uh, I mean, if I'm working for the team still when that happens, uh, I'd get more money, so that makes me happy. Uh, if I'm not working for the team, I'd still be really happy because I'm a Kings fan and and really feel the the fans probably more than anybody deserve a championship by far more than anybody uh, so so that would make me happy and it almost be I'd call it a circle of life kind of thing for me uh, you know I've been really blessed I've, I've been had significant roles in, in national championships uh, in junior college a couple uh, college division one uh, the, the monarchs WNBA championship uh, part of an Olympic uh, women's team selection committee won a gold medal and so the only thing I really haven't had uh, is an NBA championship. And of course, I thought we'd have that. But so anyway, so that'd be kind of complete the deal. And I could uh, ride off in the sunset and uh, the big court in the sky or wherever you do go. I don't know. Another one. Uh, hey, Jerry, I've been watching the Kings, listening to you commentate games since I was five. Who would you say is the best leader the Kings ever had? I think there's probably three categories. I think... Uh, as a coach, Rick Adelman by far, I mean, Rick was here eight years, the team won, went to the playoffs eight times. His, uh, they ought to have a jersey hanging uh, in the rafters in his honor. Uh, he's had more, had more success here than any player did, by the way. Just so you know, no player played on eight playoff teams. So to me, that's a miscarriage of justice. I think the... Uh, a great leader in the executive role would be Jeff Petrie. Uh, here again, he was a big part of why Rick was hired and uh, certainly had a, had a huge role in all those playoff teams, you know. And so he would be, the, to me, the most important in that role. And then as a player, I, I'd give it to Vladi Divac. I thought Vladi was by far the, the best leader of, the, of that, that, those outstanding years in that team. And uh, I've said many times, I was quoted once, I think, in Sports Illustrated, saying that I thought Vladi was the, the probably the greatest professional teammate I'd ever seen. And, and I believe that's true. You know, he had that knack of 
really kind of bringing guys together, making everybody feel important, smoothing over some of the egos, and, and definitely that team had a few. You know, and there were some rough patches, but Body was great at that. So those would be the three guys, or three people, I think, should be remembered in those particular roles. Which uh, would be your favorite phrase? Bibalicious, Bain Drano, put him in the book. Uh, Laker fan, just watch many games with you and Grant. Uh, of course, put it in the book, send him the line, uh, that's Grant. Uh, you know, I've never said that. Uh, it's kind of like, but the turn the sprinkler systems on. Sometimes like, people will come up to me and say those things. It's like, well, that's great. Those, those are his uh, tags. Now, as far as nicknames, I think some of the my favorites would be uh, Bano Drano for Bano Udrich. Uh, always got a kick out of Bano. We really one of the more likable players that, that we've had over the years, and a good player. Uh, I always <laughs> liked my favorite nickname for for Bano. Really was. Uh, the uh, Tasmanian Slovenian. And I always remember that because, you know, he really enjoyed it, but I always remember some lady came up to me and chewed me out once for using it. She thought it was disrespectful to Slovenians, and especially Bano, and I said, well, Bano likes it, you know? I figure if he likes it, I could care less that she doesn't. But uh, anyway, that one, and I always kind of enjoyed my, just a little catchphrase, uh, page of vu. When Peja Stojakovic would hit two shots in a row, or two long ones, I'd always say Peja Vu. And yeah, you know, I thought that's pretty cool. Yeah, you probably didn't, but I did. Uh, yeah, the Bibalicious for Mike Bibby, pretty good. Uh, I thought, you know, one kind of just kind of came to during a game, you know, like uh, uh, Rudy Gay when he was playing for the Kings and, and he was very talented and had a, had a great, you know, run or something, I'd say. The great Rudini, uh, you know, I thought uh, a lot of fans commented on that, or Rudy Gay became Rudy Trey if he hit a three. Yeah, so anyway, some people liked him, some didn't. I know Grant at first didn't, didn't probably like a lot of them because I'd, you know, but then uh, I said, hey, get over it, not going to change. So, so we moved on. Really like the show, do me a favor and set all the young people straight, Wilt Chamberlain, would be a star in today's NBA game. Yes, he would. I don't care. Uh, he was so dominant at the time he played. The game has changed. There's a little more athleticism. Might be a little tougher for him uh, with the low post play. But Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain at his best, no way he wouldn't average 20, 25, 15 to 18 rebounds and six, five or six assists. He also, you know, he led the league in assists one year. You know, the same guy that averaged 50 points, averaged 25 rebounds in a, in a game, uh, scored a, a hundred points in a game. So, you know, what are you, what are you telling me here? You think he couldn't play in today's game? Are you kidding me? Anyway, yeah, I've always said, uh, you know, just on that topic, uh, one of the greatest players in today's game, if not the greatest, is still LeBron James. And, you know, he came into the league at 18 years old and, and was very good, day one. Uh, now, a lot of people forget that even Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, those guys didn't come in at 18 and be very good. It was about their third year before they were really productive. Uh, and so that's, I think that's what's missed a little bit. Now, having said that, would it... I saw Wilt Chamberlain in high school. Uh, 
Would he could he have come into the league and been? Yes, easily. He would have been very productive. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at 18 could have came out of high school and been very good. Oscar Robertson at 18 could have came in the NBA and been probably better than LeBron James was. He was that much more uh, skilled and ready. So that's my thoughts on that. Uh, you know, some of you have different opinions and you can give them to me. You'd be wrong, of course, but you could give them to me. fan of the, or an avid fan of your commentary. My only question is what do you see as the potential for Fox and Bagley together five years from now? Well, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, it's pretty easy for me to, for Fox because he's played more. It's his third year, even though he's been injured some this year, but uh, the progress he's making, you know, I don't see anything. Just normal progression puts him into the elite category of top point guards in the league really uh, pretty soon he may be there now but he's got the potential to be uh, you know one of the very best top three four at his position I think for a number of years now with with Marvin still tougher he hadn't played very much uh, you know he played 60 games last year and has played about 10 this year so it's just uh, he hadn't played a full season uh, certainly you can see talent you can see potential but right now it's still potential so i think we've got to keep that one open for a little while longer I, I think i could have a better answer on that if you can stay healthy for the rest of the year because there's still basically 40 games to go so that that, that would give you a little better idea now please feel free to call the jerry reynolds show hotline and this is the number you can call or text 916-234 0417. Let me repeat the Jerry Reynolds Show hotline. You can call or text 916 234 0417. I want to hear from you.